Welcome back, folks. It's Locked On Chiefs, and what is the end of a stretch for me? We're going to talk about what's going on in training camp, what I saw, where it's going, and what we need to be concerned about coming up because there are a lot of little things that are going to happen in this second game of the preseason that you need to know about. We're going to get into it all coming up here on Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Did you enjoy camp today? I did. Once my temperature came back down, uh, I got I was out in the sun, got, uh, got pretty overheated today, I got to tell you. So uh, thank you to the hydration. And thanks for everybody that was out there and came and said hello. It's what happens to those gingers in the sun. You know, we, we tend to burst into flame. Um, I don't understand why you didn't get like a bucket hat. I mean, you know. It's not my thing. I, gotta uh, tell you. I get it, but man, it probably would have helped. Yeah, probably. I had a baseball cap, like always. It, it worked just fine. Um, but before, I do want to say thank you to Aaron Morrow, to um, Carrington. <laughs> Carrington had me on in the middle of the day, and I appreciated that. Uh, I had a nice visit with him, Josh Briscoe. Saw a ton of the the beat reporters and everybody, so I just wanted to say hi to everyone uh, and thank them for the time this week. It's been, it's been kind of a stretch for me. Um, I think I ate a little bit too much barbecue. Don't look at Josh Briscoe's timeline because it looks like I'm uh, – pregnant or something i don't know um so yeah i'm just gonna take that with a grain of salt and get into what's going on at camp because i look like i could have eaten a lineman well and there is a little bit to talk about before we get into what happened at camp because they had a couple of releases that they did uh to get down to 85 players and uh a quick update it looks like there is going to be a release this week on tuesday there will be another release next week and i believe there's another release on the 31st so um, that's how the rosters are starting to get cut down. Yeah, it's a different process. I think it's a little bit challenging. I wasn't really prepared for the news uh, today. I think the, the one that concerns me the most was Elijah McGuire going to IR. Uh, it's tough to see. I know that like he's been on that cusp of being a contributor, been on the practice squad for a bit. and uh, It's tough to see a guy that I think maybe was getting ready to try to make a run and be available to, to get put in that situation. Well, and we did get some clarification on that. So the reason that he was able to go on IR and Evan Bayless and Antonio Callaway were not is because he's not a vested veteran. Those guys are. So Bayless and Callaway will revert to back to IR if they don't go claimed, which would be my guess. And I have to ask really quick, uh, Josh Rosen was released. Mm-hmm. Not claiming him, but would you bring him in and try to put him on the practice squad? Don't you think that there could be value there? At least from my perspective, bringing in a third quarterback of his talent, if they think that he's not going to mess up the room, I think there could be value there. I mean, that's a fair assertion. My only thing would be, like, how can you develop that? Because especially if you're looking at the New England model and you back to Matt Castle and you go to Jimmy Garoppolo, like there are backups that got an opportunity to play. The third's not going to get that. So I don't I don't know that there's a way to build that value up, which is clearly in a player right now that doesn't have a whole lot. Well, you may not – I guess you may not be able to build it up over this year, but two years down the road you could. 
Because Henny's not going to be able to be around forever. So at some point, they're going to have to get a younger backup. So maybe Rosen could become that guy next year if they get a year to work with him. I just think that there's a ton of talent there. And to me, that would be a move that would make a lot of sense if he wants to try to continue his career in the NFL because, what, five teams now uh, have all cut him. And you would have to think that he would love to play for Andy Reid. Uh, yeah, who wouldn't at this point, right? right. Especially if you're, if you're a quarterback in need of a little bit of direction. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see the upside for the for the team um, for Brett Veach. But you know, Veach, he's going to overturn every every stone that he can find and take a look at it. And if there's some kind of feedback, so you don't that, you don't see the value between him and Shane Bouchelle or Anthony Gordon. I don't. I, I I see them all as about equal, and Gordon's got time in the system. So I, I would just I would roll Pat with what you got. Interesting. I can't say that I see Gordon the same as Rosen at all, but I understand where you're coming from. Well, are you still looking at him from college? Because if you look at him in the pros. I know he's been bad. I just think he has more talent than Gordon does, or Michelle for that matter. Um, and I think that you can coach some of that out, and I think you can probably – but, you know, that's the question is, can somebody get the talent out of him that, that I think he has or they got him drafted in the first place? Because he hasn't been able to do that so far. Yeah, and that's the big challenge, right? It's uh, you know you're rolling the dice, you're you're taking your chances. People do that all the time, especially when they get their money in online. That's a tough one sometimes, but BetOnline.ig, our friends over there, they're the fastest and easiest way for you guys to do that. No matter what the action is, games or props or whatever you want, um, all those other sports, and I'll just refer to them at the, as that from now on. The other sports, as well as the NFL. <laughs> um, <laughs> You can uh, get your money and head over to Bet Online, get all the information you need, sign up bonuses, all the contact information. And that will get you to the point where you can lay your bets. Um, don't sit on the sidelines. This is your opportunity to get in there, get your game in the action. Head to the website and you get 50% bonus deposit when you use our code locked on. And that's over at betonline.ag, our online sportsbook experts. It's almost like it's the other guys now. The other sports are the other guys. It's, that's kind of right. how I feel like. That's kind of what it feels like you're saying when you say it that way. So uh, interesting. A lot of interesting things happen at camp. Um, and we need to get to that. I want to address Jody Fortson, though, for a moment. Okay. Um, I think both of us are, at least I'm on the I'm on the, the opinion that he's probably going to make this team. Uh, I know that, you know, we kind of talked a little bit before we started the show and you said that you're thinking it's, it's kind of hit or miss. I mean, or not hit or miss, but it's almost 50-50. Um, I guess my big thing is, is like the expectations need to be tampered down. Like making the team would be huge for him, but he's not going to be the next superstar tied in for Kansas City. Now, does he give them something that nobody else on the team does? I think he can. I think his ability to be, uh, you know, use his wide receiver type skill set at the tight end position would give them a red zone threat they don't currently have. So, I mean, don't currently have like so. You think that there's some aspect of his game that he brings that Travis doesn't possess? I don't think that they want to use Travis in that capacity. Is I guess really where I'm coming from. Okay. I don't think yeah. they. I don't think they want to throw him a jump ball. I was going to say this is a contested catch thing, right? Right. And I don't think that they want to do it. It's not that Travis can't do it. It's that I don't think that they want to put him in that position to do that. Okay. Personally. And that's fair. 
you know, guys roll ankles when they go up for those things and they come down on top of somebody else's foot and things like that. So well, yeah, there is a risk to it. It's not even just that. It's, I mean, if he gets hit midair, I mean, uh, there's all sorts of things that can happen in that situation. Plus, Jody's a little bit taller. <laughs> uh, he has a little bit more vertical, I think. So I do think that, you know, that's something that he gives them that is a little bit different than Travis. And I'm not saying he's better than Travis. It's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's a different skill set in just a little bit. Because I, when was the last time they went and threw a ball, a jump ball for Travis up in the end zone, in the red zone? Cleveland, what, two years ago, three years ago? And it wasn't even a jump ball. That was just I a was say that was, pass. Right. That wasn't a jump ball. I mean, that's really my thing is that they're not going to throw that type of route to him. I can think of a jump ball that he had last year. I can't remember who he's playing. It was on the sideline, but it was a Mahomes. It wasn't the design play. It was a broken play that Mahomes was just trying to get rid of the ball and trying to get a first down, I think. So, yeah. Um, uh, that said, you also have to remember that so far, a lot of the play has been improving. So he's still on the rise. Yep. Can he bring something new or bring something that is akin to what you get when you take 20% off of Kelsey in X pattern or whatever? It is in case of emergency in case of need that your third tight end could be a guy that is going to be your primary target on anything yeah and honestly the big thing for me there is that he gives you somebody that is closer to kelsey's skill set than blake bell mm -hmm. and i think that's hugely important because while i hope travis doesn't get injured this year obviously i mean that's a hope for every single player but i mean the reality is it's the nfl and players get injured so uh, you need to plan for that. And obviously they have no grade. That's probably the, that's the reason they went and drafted him. He gives you a lot of what Travis does too. So you're in good hands there. I just think that Fortson has shown that he has the ability to be there on special teams. But I guess where I'm coming from is that they expectations seems to be very high. If he makes the team there, that he's going to be a, a significant contributor. And I just don't see that. Yeah. Not as the third tight end. Yeah. It would take something special. Uh, that said, is there an experience level that that allows him to maybe be ready as a as the tight end too when needed? Mm -hmm. um, if Gray should take a little bit of adjustment time, I think that's perfectly legitimate. I think it could end up happening. You never know. Or I is think it possible they'll go with a three tight end set and and do specific things out of it? Honestly, if I'm then if I'm Andy Reid and I have those three tight ends, I'm using them. I'm lining them up on the goal line. And I'm not throwing it to Travis Kelsey because he's probably going to be the one that's double covered. I'll give Fortson or Gray a chance. Okay. I'd line Burden up behind all of them and just they can just be a wall. Well, yeah, I know you would. But that's you. That's not me. So I, my point is, is that you have the versatility there to run those three. And they used to like three tight end sets. I think that gives you the versatility. If Fortson can show he can be an adequate blocker, which is all he needs to be, uh, and I think he did an okay job with that in the preseason game, then I think that that's a very good sign going forward. Yeah, I, I agree. And from what I saw, again, on Tuesday, which is the last real practice, uh, it's 10-10-10 on Wednesday, and then they shut down camp. Um, so this was the last big practice, and you saw Jody Fortson make plays. And that's the big thing. And it wasn't just with Henny. Um, one play that I tweeted out was a, a really nice one where he made a nice grab and, and actually had some yak that, that he could have taken as well. But the point was that it, it wasn't he wasn't the first read and he made an adjustment, came back to the ball or, or made himself available for Mahomes, which is what he would have to do in a real game situation. And I thought that was a positive sign. Well, and didn't he have an, he got. didn't he have an 80 yard touchdown today too? 
I believe so. Yeah. Was that today or was that yesterday? I, I thought I saw that he had an 80 yard touchdown. Um, you know, the other thing that I will say is if you haven't and you have a subscription to the athletic, you need to go read uh, Nate Taylor's article about Fortson. He wrote about him today uh, and or tonight. And it, I thought it was a really good article. It gives a lot of insight into Fortson as, you know, coming into this Kansas City organization, how everything's played out for him so far. So I think it's, uh, gives you a lot of background if you like the player. Yeah, and I think that's a good read. Um, if you guys didn't hear our piece, I'll I'll try to link to it again from back when he was a rookie. He's not the only one making a push for the roster though, too, because the other guy that stood out to me, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to come up with some name for these guys together because Darius Fountain made a lot of plays as well, and I think he's another guy that's pushing for a different spot than maybe we had him relegated to before. I I think right now. On my depth chart, he's in the top six and makes the roster. Yeah, and that's going to be tough because if he makes the roster, I have a hard time believing the pals on the team. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's going to be a big question mark. Can they put him on the practice squad? Possibly. Uh, are they going to do that? That's possible as well. Um, it, it's going to be something that you're going to have to watch. I just don't I don't know if that's the direction that they're going to go or not. I think that they invested uh, – draft pick in him and whether or not it makes sense to keep him just because you invested a draft pick. I think it could happen. Uh, you know, and the one thing I will say, the last thing I want to say about Fortson really quick is it just seems very interesting to me that you sit here and you hear the entire organization gush about the kid. Patrick Mahomes has talked about him. Travis Kelsey's talked about him. Uh, you know, Dave Tobes talked about him. Different coaches have talked about him and he's being interviewed now. Uh, on the up the hill segment, which I just I find interesting that they're putting him in that type of scenario, which usually is going to players that are going to be on the roster. So um, just I think it's going to be interesting. I'm really excited to see if he's able to stick. I, I do think that it'd be great for him if he could. Yeah, obviously, um, that's a future. It's a possible another contract. I mean, it's there's a lot of things. And he's if he does make it and I'm crossing my fingers for him. He's definitely earned it because you've seen the progression. He's had to t overtake someone who's played on this roster before and gotten reps in real games, and that's that's the difference. And 20 pounds of muscle in an offseason is not anything to sneeze at. Yeah. So uh, good for him. And, you know, honestly, how do you do it? Had to eat a lot of protein, I guarantee it. Just mm -hmm. one thing he has to do when you're trying to gain a lot of muscle and, and keep your speed. Speaking of protein, have you tried Bilt Bar yet? And here's my little prop, just so you okay. can all see it, because I know Ryan doesn't have his right now, although I think he was needing it during training camp today. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional different ones? You know, Grasshopper uh, was the one that they just came out with. They have actually they have a huge special right now where you can get a whole box uh, of 18 for cheap and you need to go check it out at build.com uh their normal flavors coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate salted caramel there is something there for everybody if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors that's exactly what i did i've got the mixed box and they are all delicious most of the flavors have between 17 and 18 grams of protein between 130 and 180 calories and four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. And I really do mean they're all very tasty. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. 
Go to build.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at build.com. I wish I had my props. It is what it is. I'm sure you wished you had them when you were at training camp today because you were hungry. Yeah, I was getting out there. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to touch on uh, the fact that it's not just about all the guys that are in the, the fight for the roster. Uh, that is intriguing storylines. It's It shows you a lot of character to push through that. But there's also expectation for some of the guys that are in starting roles as well. And I did spend, while I didn't tweet about it, I did spend a lot of time talking about and specifically looking at the tackles on the offensive side of the ball today. Um, yesterday as well, but specifically today. And I will tell you this, that as it stands right now, it does feel to me like Lucas Niang has the right tackle spot unless he does something to lose it. Well, and that's a great thing for Kansas City. I actually tweeted about this during during practice. And the thing that's standing out to me, if Niang stays, he is the right tackle. Smith is your left guard. Sorry, sorry. Smith is your right guard. I apologize. Uh, Humphrey is your center. Tooney is your left guard, and Brown is your left tackle. That's your offensive line for the next three to four years. Yeah. If it works out, Brown's not going anywhere. So that's your offensive line for the next three to four years. And I saw them ranked as the number nine offensive line in the NFL right now, and that's without Smith or. Humphrey taking a snap, or Niang for that matter, taking in a meaningful snap yet. So a uh, lot of promise there if that if they live up to that billing. And the other thing I will say is, you know, you look at this offensive line, yes, it's going to be young. The only one that's going to be uh, somewhat aged is Tooney. Uh, and so I think you're going to be in a great situation there. You can build around this offensive line. You can build around the players. And I really do like – everything I've seen from Smith because I really am going to enjoy seeing that, that attitude on the offensive line. Yeah. And hopefully they get Kyle Long back. Eventually LDT will be back. We're all pretty certain on that. Let's so, roll us down to. So you're talking. Okay. So if Niang has right tackle, Rimmers is the backup that it's the swing tackle left and, and right. Do they keep a fourth or does that become Andrew Wiley? I think it's most likely Wiley unless, unless, they feel that they're getting trade-off or trade interest that is of subsequent value that's that's worth doing. Because uh, I talked about it, what, months ago. But I do feel Kyle Long comes back, I think you can say that he's a viable backup at right tackle, not just right guard. And that's fair, but then what do you do at, le- at left tackle? Well, that's I, mean, I guess you get rumors, but yeah. That's just awfully iffy for me based on what we saw from members the last time he played left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know, that is what it is. I, I have to ask this other question because it was a storyline today and and people are saying that the Chiefs are now just dunking on the media, and maybe they are. Zane Anderson getting runs with the ones at safety. Well, they got me because it certainly stood out to me and I had to start tweeting about it. Like The worst thing that I do, folks <clears> – <throat> If it's the middle of the day and you see a tweet from me, it was either predictated or I'm just finding out about something. And either way, the spelling is going to be horrific. <laughs> it absolutely is. So um, evidently, rep becomes rap in Google Voice. Um, and I was talking about raps all day. So um, it, it certainly caught my eye. <clears throat> hey, made me hungry too. Um, Zane Anderson being with the ones. Again, this could be just a situation where you're trying to take a look. 
you know, at somebody that maybe stood out on film for you last week. I don't recall him standing out on anything. I, I haven't had right. I mean, that's where I was. Maybe it's just on on practice film. We don't know, but or maybe, it or maybe could, it's on all twenty two and we can't see it. It could be, or it could be just hey, we're going to give everybody else a day off. Let's take a look at the kid and let's see what the, what what Ryan and the crowd is going to do with the beer boards. Right, exactly, exactly, because this guy's never run with even the twos really. So why is he running with the ones? And honestly, I think it's – I'm not saying that they're dunking. I'm not saying that they're doing that stuff on purpose. Maybe they are. Maybe they're just having fun. I don't know. Uh, but I do think it was interesting that they had him running with the ones. Key seems like he is running with the twos and seems like he's behind Watts, which to me is disappointing because I think what you've seen from Key, I think he's earned at least – and I understand, yes, he got burned on that TD. Yes, that matters a little bit. But one, he's going to learn from it, and two – I think you've seen the apex of what Armani Watson is going to do as a chief. I don't think he, I don't think he has even scratched the surface of what he could do for Kansas City. I'm not saying he's going to become an all pro, but I think he could be a good rotational guy and at least a special teamer. So that's to me, that's more than Watson will give you. The other thing to remember is that, yes, this is the end of training camp. Uh, they come back from this next game and they're back at the practice facility next to the stadium where they always are. This feels like the end for those of us outside of the organization. But for those inside, this is this is the midway point of the preseason. There's a lot that can still change. And so yep. maybe these little adjustments aren't as big a deal uh, to them as they are to us. And it's just an experimentation with reps. Again, it could have been giving someone else rest that allowed him to go up there. But I will say this. Um, we saw some platooning. While we were out there, and it was not just Zane Anderson, it was that DiCaprio Voodoo was out there with him, uh, quite often getting the same reps with the ones. And so, if you're trying to see if you can get chemistry, if you can get somebody to jump into the mix with your veterans, maybe you do that in pairs and see what happens. Um, I can't say that's what it is, but it did stand out to me because I think Boodle is a guy who has been earning more reps mm -hmm. and a look with the ones. So, yeah, it, it overlaps it, there. Unfortunately for him, I think that he's going to be odd man out just because of roster numbers. I mean, I just can't see it. Uh, you know, I like that there's different beat reporters I follow, and there's different beat, you know, there's different people that, you know, cover the Chiefs. Uh, I, I like Nick Jacobs. I think he has a pretty good handle on this team. His first roster only had 23 defenders on it versus 27 offensive people. I think that that's going to be very rough for them to do. But it makes a lot of sense if you start looking at maybe keeping four tight ends and 10 linemen. And so lots of questions that are going to have to be answered over the next couple of weeks that they're going to have to figure out how they're going to have this roster constructed. Yeah, I, I still can't see four tight ends, but hey. No, I can't either. And, and I get that part of it. I guess my point was is that we've been looking at it as 25 and 25. Maybe he's onto something that maybe it's even 26, 24 or whatever, but the point is is that I just can't see them keeping six corners, and I think that the first five are already locked up. I can't see him passing Fenton, and I yeah. think that they have to keep five safeties, so I can't see them keeping 11 DBs. And the five safety thing is, is definitely an option. I don't know that it's locked in yet. I'm still pretty wishy-washy on that, even after watching everything today. Um, uh, I think it feels like they're still searching. Yep. I think they want to let Juan get all the way back and run with their their best three on paper. I just don't know if, if he's going to progress to that point. We'll see. I'm really interested to see how many snaps Juan Thornhill plays in this next preseason game. 
Um, if it's still really high volume and it's not to start the game, maybe we're starting to see a pattern we should be concerned about. Yeah, and honestly, it's a big question as to who's going to play in this game regardless because there's some teams that have already come out and said that they're not going to play much. Their guys aren't going to play much. The Buccaneers, so we talked about, I think it was just on yesterday's show, how the Buccaneers and the Chiefs were, uh, you know, one of the lower teams and keeping people out. Sounds like the Bucs are about to pull half their team. Not necessarily half, but they're going to pull a lot of their main guys. And so it could be a completely different roster for different teams. I, I don't think Kansas City is going to do that. I think Kansas City is going to stay to what they said they're going to do. I think Mahomes will maybe stay in for two series this time. Maybe. Yeah, okay. Maybe not. I got nothing. Yeah, I, I <laughs> I'll tell you when that game's over. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for listening today. Thank you for watching. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe and like on YouTube. Leave us comments. Uh, give us a iTunes review, please. Those we do appreciate those as well. Uh, Ryan, you were done with training camp for this year. How was it? Uh, it was good. Well, but it wasn't insanely hot. Like I know it was in the eighties, right? But it could have been a lot this, worse. After, after two years since the last training camp that I was at, in in the normal kind of heat, um, yeah. I definitely have gotten less used to the humidity. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It could have been a lot worse, though. That's my point. Yeah. Like, it's been 100 degrees in Kansas for the past – well, at points in the past couple of weeks. And so, for being in the high 80s – and thankfully, camp is early enough to where it's not as bad. So, glad you enjoyed it. Glad you were able to cover it. Um, I'm sure you got a lot of information that you will be sharing over the next couple of days as well. Absolutely. I'm sure you took notes. Yeah, man, the phone's full. Um I'm going to try to connect with Matt Derek tomorrow, so we'll still get you a uh, mass weekly appearance. You guys will get on that. And uh, and again, thank you to everybody that uh, I got in touch with this week. Nice to touch bases uh, with all the beat reporters and everybody covering this team from every angle. And uh, kudos to Carrington and Josh and uh, 810610. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate that. I hope that you guys enjoyed this one. We'll have a show for you tomorrow. We'll be back on Friday. And hey, then it's game day. I hope you guys are ready for this. Things are still going to keep changing, so keep it here. We're here five days a week, and we will continue that. Chris, thanks for the time, and I know it's late, so, hey, we got it done. <laughs> yeah, we did get it done, and we will have a preview for you on Friday. I don't think we're going to get to a roster prediction this week, uh, but maybe we can talk real quickly on guys that we need to specifically watch out for since the game is Friday night. Well, and I'll tell you this, too. As much as things changed yesterday and today after preseason game number one, Things will change again after preseason game number two, and we'll have all that for you. So, folks, have a great day. Thank you for watching and listening here. Make sure you like, sub on YouTube. Hit all the, the iTunes reviews and hit Spotify and like and follow and all these things. Like go and tell Ryan you love his spelling. Oh, just get me a better. <laughs> get you, get you, get you an assistant. That's all Twitter. we need to do. Yeah, get me an edit button. Twitter. Yeah. Okay. It's not just enough to be verified. I need that edit button. So um, thank you, guys. Don't spend any more time reading my tweets right now. It's late. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.